Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight June Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Um, it's the uh, it's the second part of this one that we're looking at. It's the twenty twenty uh, seventh of August, nineteen ninety five. That would have been a bank holiday weekend, I imagine. End of August or oh, Euro ninety six nice. bank holiday weekend. Fucking the Caffrey's flowed like water. Yeah, that's what it would have been like. You exactly. know what I always think of when I go on about the mid nineties and all of my sun-drenched memories of that time, is that character in League of Gentlemen who was obsessed with the summer of 1970. What was the heat wave summer? Was it 76? 76, the heat wave, yeah. 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 You remember that? He was in that band called... I was called Les something, wasn't he? Creme yeah. Brulee was the band. Creme Brulee! You're always engaged, girl, but never to me. Is there room in your heart for my last 5p? Les McQueen. <laughs> it's, a it's a shit business. <laughs> I basically, I think that I'm the 90s equivalent of Les McQueen. <laughs> oh, the summer of 95, the Caffrey's was flowing like water. <laughs> Blur were riding high at the top of the chart with Country House. <laughs> uh, I mean, we should look at that. I'm, I'm apologies, my voice is, is packing up on me. I've got like a bit of a chest infection. My chesty fruit. cough kind of thing me, th- me fucking voice is about gone but we'll have a look at this chart we'll see how far we get I mean I, I was in me our price pomp by this point mm. um, I had um, access to the keys to the till and the safe by this point I was what was called a senior sales assistant um, I would cash up uh, Think, I was responsible clearly, for ordering stock Things were clearly heading in just one direction for you and our price, yeah, and that they was were. management. Or were they? Because it was just a month before when I had my first thing published in the New Musical Express. But that's what I'm saying. They yeah. were heading towards management, they, they, and you, you so. were at a crossroads. Exactly. Because you yeah. thought they've obviously earmarked me for senior management. Who knows? Maybe one day regional management, right? I'd like to say if I'd stayed at our price, our price would still be around today. That's all oh, I'm saying. I and I no would doubt. be at the helm. Yeah. You would have you would have taken over from Sir John our price, who would now be just see. a brain in a jar. Yeah. I did see the other week the um the our price name has been revived. Someone's launched a website. Really? And they're selling 
that they're selling vinyl on the website. Such a funny things. name for a record shop. I mean, you know those things where you get so used to a name. Yeah. You forget how strange it is. It happens yeah. with bands, happens with everything. And it happens with people, right? Um, mm. And But our price was a brilliant shop. And, I, and it's a, you know, it's a cool shop. We all look back now. It's like, what a cool place to go. But our yeah. price is just hilarious, isn't it? Andy, when was our price founded? I think it was in the early 1970s, Sam. Right, right. But um, it didn't go fully franchised sort of every high street in the land until the 80s, did it? It's very much of the 80s in my mind. It, it kind of grew and grew gradually, and then in the 80s it became what it was. Yeah, it was it was, it was an 80s thing, and then on into the 90s. But this, um, yeah, you're right, it was a, it was a national treasure of retail, it wasn't really it? It really was, yeah. It was right up there with your um, WH Smiths, your Robert <clears throat> Dias. I mean, um, for me, for me, the... Uh, you know, Saturday on the High Street, one, two, three, was mm. Smith's, our price, McDonald's. That was that was the classic weekend. You buy a couple yeah. of smelly rubbers in Smith's, yeah. you go and buy a uh, single in our price, and then you're off for a fucking Stuff quarter pounder with cheese and fries, mate. Yeah. I'm looking at this this rebooted our price, and it's, it's, it's ourprice.com. And they are, it looks like they're selling some stuff on there, online. But then it also says, there's some merchandise as well, coming soon. And I'll price retro logo mug. I'll have some of that. Yeah, you've already um, got but, the T-shirt, though. Your T-shirt's blinding. Um, is that unlicensed illegal? It's unlicensed. Price T-shirt. Yeah. So you're yeah, not going to say where you got it from, then? The Alprice goons might come round and, and kick yeah. the door in and take, take it away. We represent the estate of Sir John Alprice <laughs> and you are in breach of his, his licence of his intellectual property. <laughs> we have we what? have been ordered here to kick your fucking teeth in. <laughs> but I'm former staff. I'm part of the family. Lie that down makes and it take worse. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking traitor. <laughs> yeah, scab. we know you're part of the family, but you fucking resigned in '96. You weasel. I had big dreams of being the next Hermes Hemingway. Weird, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Turn fucking turns your nose up at possible management position, and for what? <laughs> the NME. Where's that now? Exactly. <laughs> Now lie down and take your beating. <laughs> <laughs> this has a been page. a long time coming. There's a page on the website. I'll read it out to you. We would like you to. Th- Sorry, we would like to thank you for expressing interest in the Outprice reboot. Reboot. Um, we've been patiently waiting to announce the reboot. Reboot. And have finally been able to put the pen to the paper and release to the public Outprice's return. Just as our faithful customer base. Our owners share the treasured memories of going down to our price and rifling through the records. Who's written this? Fuck me. Rifling through the records in light of your favourite band's new album, Drop, and being able to congregate with like-minded music enthusiasts. Oh, no. Yeah, this is not what we want from our price. This is bullshit. Our price, the appeal of it was it was very straightforward. Yeah. There was no Uh, crap. When when the brand went into liquidation in 2004, the present owners were as disappointed as the public. Eight years later, they banded together and were able to secure the domain at auction. Last year, the owners were able to acquire the last piece of the puzzle, the UK and European trademarks for our price. 
And then it says, the reboot of our price, reboot, will be online with aspirations to return to brick and mortar storefronts. Mm. We would personally like to thank each and every one of you for taking the time and interest in our price and assisting us in bringing the brand back to life. And then underneath that is a link which has set fear throughout my heart. It is a Kickstarter. Oh, Kickstarter. Uh -oh. That's a bit of a throwback, isn't it? I didn't think They're Kickstarter, Kickstarter was still going. They're doing a Kickstarter. It's got 10 days left to go. They are trying to raise, they're trying to raise 50 grand. I don't know what 50 grand will get them. Uh, some stock, maybe, I don't know, for the online thing. The little carrier bags, the ones that are the shape of a seven-inch. <laughs> <laughs> They've got 10 days to go. They have raised £1,196. Oh, fuck's sake. 50 this, grand. this sounds like a fool's errand. No offence to people it? trying to do it. But, you know, let, let sleeping dogs lie. You know, there is no future for our yeah. price in the modern digital world and it's a shame but you can't go back it's one of the things we say most back. we like to think and talk about the past but we're yeah. not trying to recreate the past it's just we, let it let it say because if you bring it back anyway it usually is shit yeah yeah exactly it was shit in the end our price because they started selling fucking mobile phones oh yeah and all kinds of shit that I'm and not like, have been music. in an HMV recently like they still have them there's oh, one in Westfields near me. It posters and video games. That's all they yeah, sell. I was in, and stupid T-shirts. I was in the one in York last week when I popped into York for for a bit. And music upstairs. What? Yeah. What? The music's uh, upstairs? Me, I would like an ironic Nirvana T-shirt. I would like a poster of the Spider-Man. The Spider-Mans? No, the Spider-Man. Some Japanese comic books. Some Japanese. And I want some real, like, cheap but colourful headphones. Bluetooth <laughs> yeah. ones that pack Come it, on pack, in. That pack up after like a week maximum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Want to buy a CD? Yeah, they're upstairs. Prick. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's like when Woolworths went to the wall and then yeah. a few years later, everyone's like, oh, I miss Woolworths so much. Yeah, why didn't you fucking, fucking gone go there when it was come. open then? Yeah. Yeah. Like me, I went there. I was always fucking in and out of Woolworths. Oh, we used to talk about it all the time, me and you. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was one of the cunts fucking supporting it to the bitter end. But I'd, uh, I'd, I would, I'd I ring would, you up about some work or something. I'd say, wait, where are you, Sam? Oh, I'm just in Woolworths again. Oh, Woolworths buying a, a multitude of products. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd buy some own brand children's socks and some pick and mix. No, and tell a you couple what, of singles that I, fell out the chart last week. I'd tell you what it was really good for right to the end toys and when right. my nieces and nephews were young and we had a lot and <clears> I, <throat> I was like in my 20s and we, in those days we'd all get together at my mum's unboxing day and it was a sort of situation where you'd have to buy all of the kids a present right and it'd be like mm. fucking hell I was, I was a childless 20 something man around town I didn't have time mm. for this but I'd have like eight children to buy for every year woolies you could get really fucking great looking toys that looked like you'd really gone the extra mile. But they yeah. were like, it was fuck all. You'd go and do a sweep of the toy section. You'd fucking have change from 20 quid or something. I miss those days. Yeah. yeah. Can't go back though. But they used to be used to be really good for um, singles that had fallen out of the chart. Mm. They'd have a bargain bin. Would you wait? You Would get... you wait like a, a, a pop predator 
or vulture. Sometimes you think I'm not going to buy that until it starts going down the charts. You like like you were playing the stock exchange. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, there'd be there'd be something where I'd think, yeah, that's only got a couple of weeks left in the chart. I'll hang on. Mm. I'll chance my arm and see if it's in the Woolworths bargain bin. Mm. And then you kind of go along the day it dropped out of the chart and see if they put it in the bargain bin. Mm. Yeah. But um, you can't back go back. Our price. But anyway, that's our price. I was probably buying most of my records from our I was buying a lot of records. No, actually, I was living in Brighton. There was an independent shop that seemed a bit cheaper than our price. I can't remember oh. what it was called, but it was like right in the centre of town, down a little alleyway. And I yeah. used to go and it seemed to sell, everything seemed to be nine ninety nine, which even in those days yeah. for a CD album was like, what, what do you reckon? What do you reckon, uh, what's the story Morning Glory would have cost when it came out on CD? Um, oh, probably twelve forty nine. Yeah, I reckon I'd have got it for like a tenner in this shop. I don't know yeah, how they were doing done, it. Yeah. I don't know how they were doing it, but they were doing it. Yeah. There was one in Newcastle as well called Hitsville, USA. Right. Which they, they specialised in dance and hip-hop. Right. Like vinyl and stuff like that, and they'd mm. get like loads of US imports in. Yeah. But they also sold regular chart stuff as well, which was much cheaper than than anywhere else. And that, yeah. And because, you know, you know the thing in America where they'll have, it'll be, it won't be 99 pence, it'll be 98. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Are you aware of that? that no, that's, how they, that's how they priced everything. Don't know. That was what they did then. So a CD would be like nine ninety eight or ten ninety eight. It's a marketing thing, presumably a psychological thing will, that they've done. Been. Yeah. Yeah. So they did that, and um, I'd do most of my shopping in there if they had in what I wanted. Um. I uh, but- I tell you now, I think about that shop and the albums I bought in it, and I bought when I was a student, it's just buying CDs the whole time, and. I, because of the Britpop thing that was so big in that era, I was simult- I would simultaneously be buying the, the albums of the moment whilst also buying stuff that all those bands referenced, you know, so I'd be buying yeah. the Small Faces or the Kinks or complete, Walker, maybe. completing my Beatles CD collection mm. so I had them all and all the rest of it. And so I was just in and out the whole time. And I was thinking about the albums that I bought. And I remember going back to my little room and putting them on. And one time... And so in that era, obviously there was a lot of guitar music. It was the Britpop era. But one day I bought an album that was really popular in that era that didn't quite fit in with that, which was Deep Forest, mate. Oh, yeah. Remember Remember that? that? Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe it? It's sort of the sound of the jungle of the Amazon rainforest or something, really, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, ambient uh, dance. World um, music. Uh, exotic. I mean, you say jungle, but not jungle as in it, drum no, and not bass. Jungle, no, no, not as in drum as and bass. In... Exotic Amazonian yeah, trance music. Yeah. I just remember my mate's girlfriend coming into my room to ask for something <laughs> and like... I had a fucking... My room smelled damp like student digs do. So when I'd been in town, I'd bought this CD and I'd also bought something. I'd gone into like one of those hippie shops said, look, I need, my room smells, I need something. And I'd bought some incense. This is very not me at university. And she's walked it in. Needs muster. And it's yeah. like, I'm burning a joystick and listening to fucking Deep Forest. And she's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Have you had a breakdown or something? 
I listened Are to it. Are you taking a day. drug tablet? Yeah, it was like that. I was quite embarrassed, but I listened to the album again not so long ago. It was quite relaxing, mate. Okay, I mean it, it's going to bring back memories, isn't it? It's good. You're going yeah, to get a Preston like rush from listening to it, yeah, aren't you? It was one of, of that those, room yeah. and the, the damp and everything. But um, get, get, yeah, I was at our price when the the Blur Oasis thing happened. That can tell you it was nowhere near as massive as when Robson and Jerome put their <laughs> single out. But that might have just been um, location specific. In in Sunderland in this era, was the uh, was the indie scene thriving? And did lots of lads with that kind of Liam Gallagher haircut come in a lot to buy records? Uh, yeah, there was all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I bet all, you were all, a bit all... sneering towards them, weren't you? Like, look at this. Cunt. Well, I, Here's I, I another liked one. Oasis. Yeah, I liked Oasis, and I liked Blur up to a point. I didn't really think much of what's the story, Morning Glory by Oasis. You preferred definitely, maybe. I love definitely, maybe. Didn't think much of the the, the sequel. I thought Roll with it was rubbish. Yeah, yeah that that the the real thing about that battle for the top spot is that that's. Both bands, two of their weakest ever singles. Both Europe. songs were I mean, shit. Oasis yeah. went on to release some fucking dross later. But I mean, in the original <laughs> Oasis era, when it was the original lineup and all the rest of it, this was. They, all of their singles were brilliant. I know yeah. they've become unfashionable since then, but the thing is, all of their fucking singles were absolutely brilliant. Apart yeah. from, I would say. <laughs> From oh, 94 to like 96 and maybe 97, they had a succession of outstanding singles, all of which had phenomenal B-sides, right? That was uh, the thing I was going to say, the B-sides as well. The B-sides yeah. were yeah. incredible. So every single single was always worth buying, even if you owned the album, because mm. the bit, it was worth it for the B-sides. Usually there was a couple of extra tracks on there. Sometimes they'd do a cover or something. But uh, all those tracks, it was almost like one of those uncanny succession of perfect pop songs that Noel Gallagher had stored up and then unleashed. Yeah. And the only shit one was this. Yeah. <laughs> and this was the one that ended up going head-to-head for the biggest chart yeah. battle of the era. But actually, With- Blur, who I wasn't as keen on, but, you know, fair play, Blur have done a load of amazing pop songs. I would say Country House is not yeah. one of the better ones. No. No, I totally agree. I think both Blur songs were sort of well. silly, cartoonish child child songs in a way, weren't they? Yeah. They both kind of had touch of nursery rhyme about them. Definitely. And the thing was as well, Oasis had already been the number one with Some Might Say a few months prior. Which was a very so it much was, better song. Yeah. So and it was like, it was but, the race for number one, but, Blur, but Oasis had already been there anyway, so it was kind of like, well, Yeah, right, but then. I think it was the thing of it being released on the same day, yeah. so Blur hadn't done that. Jalapeño. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jalapeño. But Country House uh, benefited from having a, what was a, a really good video. It would probably now nowadays it would be cancelled for being deeply problematic. No. Yeah. Which would be fair. I'm not saying I'm not doing the oh, of course could get away with it these days. It probably was problematic, but at the time, like I remember the Oasis video was awful. It was like just a thrown together sort of performance video mm. in grainy black and white. Whereas Country House, you can st- you remember it now. It had Matt Lucas, it had Joe Guest, and all the other sort of famous models of the time. I think it was yeah. directed by Keith Allen and Damien Hurst. Damien Hurst, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was it was a really funny, unusual video that sort of seemed to sort of chime with the era. Um because yeah. it was sort of saucy and ironic and nostalgic. And I think that's what won it for them. Is that no, they I'll had, had a better video. You. Yeah, go no, on. I'll tell you exactly what won it. Yeah. The fact that Country House came out on two different C D singles at one ninety nine each. Oh. And so and roll with it came out on one CD single which was three ninety nine might have been two ninety nine in the first week because oh, they okay. discount them oh, in the well, first week go. of release. There you go. And Blur had two two one ninety nine singles, so all the fans would just go out and buy both of them for the same price. Yeah, pretty much as the Oasis ones. That that was it. There was nothing like about any anything complicated about why. Okay, you know, wasn't Blur a video. One. My point still video. stands. Sorry, they had a much better video. There was oh definitely I can't even remember what the rule of the video was. But both like. songs were their worst their worst songs of that era. Yeah. And and uh, I saw I follow an account because I'm just a fucking sad old cunt. I follow a brick both are, a, yeah. a brick pop account on Instagram, which I really enjoy because, you know, they'll post like a video of some top of the pops or you know, performance from what were the other big shows? There was the White Room with Mark Radcliffe, wasn't there? There was later, yeah. and I feel like there was another one. The word was still going, wasn't it? So maybe it was that. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. So those were like the main shows where you would see these, Pretty and of much. course TFI, which was the yeah. kind of defining TV show of the era. And they just suddenly will do a performance by someone, and you'll be like, it's nostalgic, you know, it's a little bit of nostalgia. The other day they said, here are the top five biggest selling brick pop albums right oh it's in sales okay right now let me try and remember this <laughs> right it was it, there's there is a point to this beyond me just telling you some data right obviously <laughs> number one you would easily guess right that's obviously what's, what's the story, what's the story because that's like i think one of the best selling albums ever in any genre isn't it and then and then like there was pulp different class right, right? There was definitely maybe the second best selling album though of the Britpop mm. era. I don't know. I don't even know how they defined it as Britpop or what. But was the Verve Urban Hymns? They're never that keen no. on the Verve. There was a couple of great no, tracks, like but I thought they were no. a little bit overrated for me. Yeah. They weren't one of my favourite bands at all. And uh, then this is the point of the story: is that I think at number four they had. 
Travis, the man who. I became irrationally angered by this, right? One, because I fucking hate that album and that band. They are (laughs) awful, right? And... And secondly, I was like, and anyway, Andy, look, I'll cut to the end of the story. And this is another confessional that I am not in the least bit proud of. Andy, I wrote a comment. I did a Lampard. <laughs> and it's like you we always did say. did a comment on the internet. We're all Lampards sometimes. <laughs> and this is a doozy of a Lampard. I wrote underneath, Travis was not a Britpop act. This album was released in 1999. The Britpop era ended in mid-97. Goodbye. Yeah, that's exactly... No, you're absolutely right. I would have said the same thing. I was just about to say that was well, 1999. Yeah, but it might be right, but did I need to say it, mate? No, I think you did. Don't do a top five of Britpop albums and then just chuck... It's like a top five punk albums, right? you got Sex Pistols, you got The Clash, you got The Stranglers, but at number one, it's Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> and you're like what you can't do that you can't just chuck something that's not the same genre or era in yeah. it came out in the same year as Combat Rock by The Clash <laughs> so we're counting therefore it. it is punk yeah exactly yeah so, I guess so uh, I was angered but I did, as I did it I thought I'm that guy I am that old guy who still like really thinks about the 90s so much that he follows a Britpop account and then even gets angry and lampards whoever it is, the poor cunt who's well, doing it. I can imagine him well, thinking, you stupid cunt. But all I'd say to him is, mate, don't put Travis in. Yeah, exactly. There was nothing about Travis that you could associate with being Britpop. <clears throat> like their, 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 their look, their era, their sound, nothing could possibly link it to Britpop. I would say the Verve is very lucky to be included in that because that, that was 97. That, that came 97. That was right at the tail end when they did... Right at um, the end of Britpop, when yeah. They, Britpop, when they, I think, yeah. 94 to 96. Yeah, to me, end it's 94 to 96. I mean, I left university oh. in May 97, and that's and I think that's the day the music died. <laughs> yeah, you just dusted yourself down as you walked I was around. like, well, it's that's over that. now, lads. I'm yeah. off to London to work in the thriving magazine business. Yeah. All this nonsense has to stop. It was fun while it lasted, but I'm getting a fucking haircut. You just said they're selling Liam Gallagher wigs in Woolworths. Uh, yeah, it's exactly. Over. It's over for me. I'm getting a haircut and I'm going to work for Men's Health magazine. <laughs> it's all about rice cakes and sit-ups for old Delaney man from here on in. <laughs> Thanks for the memories, dickheads. <laughs> Yeah, the day the day Radiohead brought OK Computer out, that was it. It was over. <laughs> yeah, Radiohead are in this chart, aren't they? They're in there. I've just noticed. Yeah, just we just uh, from the Benz, my favourite Radiohead album by a long way. The Benz, not the cool thing. So my my um my wife is like sort of more of a Radiohead aficionado, and right. she says she made me a playlist once because I said. Yeah, I mean, I love Radiohead. Of course I do. Who doesn't? They're amazing. I'm not so keen on anything after OK Computer, right? And she's like, yeah. what, the majority of their career? And yeah. so she sort of, you know, mocks me for not being able to handle the more complex stuff. And mm, you know what? Yeah. She said, one day she says to me, don't worry, Sam. There are some songs on the later albums that are still quite tuneful. Which she says yeah, with a sneer, three, I think. Oh yeah. yeah, you need songs. You you need you need songs to have a 
a tune, don't you, you baby? Right. Well, this is what I've always said. I'm pro melody. I can't be bothered anymore with complicated music. Stuff that might be challenging. <laughs> Fuck that. I want to hear a tune. No, my wife, do you know what she did? Very patronising. Yeah. She made me a playlist of Radiohead songs called Radiohead oh, for Babies. <laughs> and it was songs from the later albums that she thought I'd right. be able to handle because they were the more melodic ones. Right. Well, well, are there any of them as good as Karma Police? Well, to me, actually, even OK Computer, I, for me, my taste, comes way, way below the Benz. The Benz, yeah. Yeah, the Benz for me is just fucking in my top... It's probably in my top it, five albums. Certainly in my top ten albums. It's their sweet spot, isn't it? Because the first album with Cre- Creep... I can't remember listening to Creep anymore. Oh, I like it's Creep, rubbish. But yeah, it's a no, bit overplayed. No. no, but the Benz is really, really good. The Benz is so I mean, good. I, like, okay, I listen okay, to computer. it so much, even to this day. I just listen to it a lot, you know. And uh, and yeah. I don't really listen to a huge amount of guitar music, but that I do. That's 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 the one I still will always play. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like I liked Kid Ear when that came out. I liked some of that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. Every time there's a new album out or whatever it is, that just can't be asked. Yeah, I mean, Best to look at them and everything. I I interviewed um, I interviewed uh, Ed, o, Ed O'Brien and Thom York once, and I got to say, Thom York was. A prick. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. He at was all. such a prick to me. To me, right? Yeah, personally. Yeah. Personally, that mm, you took I, it personally. It, well, I just sort of. I thought, well, that's the measure of the man. I did. Yeah. I walked away thinking, why did you have to be such a knob? Right. Yeah. Uh, it was really unnecessary, and I just, yeah, I just ever you're, since you're, then. You're here, Thom, to promote your new record. Your job here basically is to be the salesman. So well, let me sit what? back while it, you sell the records. It, it to wasn't me. to do with records. It was actually he was involved in the Stop the War Coalition in two thousand and two, right. two thousand no, two thousand. Even more reason to be cheery. And he was, and they were doing an event, and they were down at. And I was working for ITN. They were down at like Parliament Square doing something, and it was all set up. It wasn't like I just turned up, right? I'd set up an interview with them both because they both wanted to go down and be part of it. And I was covering that campaign and he had a kind of a, he had a sort of a tedious student E mm. <laughs> of course the media are all complicit in this. They're the ones, oh, yeah. they're, they're the ones enabling war. We know, we know mm. exactly what they're up to. They're in cahoots. Right. Mm. And I was like, obviously not. I was just some fucking, I was a dopey reporter just going down to try and get a story quite excited. It was what Radiohead. What's this all about, eh? What, what, what was this Here, then? Here, point the camera at them. Right, I'll start talking and you press the button. Here, there's a war going on. I don't know where it is, but you don't like the sound of it. Why? Go. Tell me it. Tell me it, Thom. And do you know what? And Ed O'Brien was, like, extremely polite um, yeah. and, and pleasant. And every question I asked, which was pretty much kind of off the cuff, ill-informed, whatever, no agenda to it. Do you know what mm. Thom York kept doing, Andy? He what kept doing, motioning, stirring of a to- of a porridge pot while oh. staring at me. And in the oh. end, I stopped and I went because it was distracting while his mate was chatting. And I was going, "What are you doing, mate?" And he went, 
what are you doing more like stirring the pot that's what you guys do right and I was like oh my goodness fucking prick I thought fuck you know are you serious like for a start so you can, mate you're 10 years older than me right and that you're the one being the baby here you came here in order to do media appearances I have come oh, here yeah, because exactly. I want to give coverage to the Stop the War campaign that's what I was doing full time I was the Stop the War uh, yeah. correspondent right and uh, he just thought, oh, this is a chance for me to look really shrewd and cynical. And I'm like, well, what are you doing here? Because if you're not speaking to me, this is the best it's going to get today. After me, you'll mm. be speaking to some posh cunt from, like, the BBC, right? So make the most of old Delaney man here. You'll have Alan Yentop down next. You'll have fucking Yentop here next. And, and, he, and God knows what will happen. At least I'm just fucking here. <laughs> You know, go, oh, I love the bend. Least, I'm not so keen yeah, on the stuff he done since then. Yeah. yeah, some of it's a bit complicated. You should have stuck with the bends. He's the right sing-along numbers on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should send that out to the troops in Iraq. That'll make them feel better. Anyway, ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got yeah, some right toe-tappers. Like that one, the creep. Creep. Is it called the creep or creep? Oh, I love that one. That one, it's always on the telly, that one, isn't it? Oh, my I God. See, uh, I, I see TLC's done a version of it, apparently. Yeah. No, it's, it's not catchier. the same song. Nah, well, no, it is better, to be fair. But, you know, horses for courses. <laughs> you know what? I reckon there's a big overlap between, like, Radiohead fans and anti-vaxxers. Yeah, they probably All of is. that kind yeah. of mistrust of the mainstream media and the, the lies you're being fed. All of that. But the thing about Radiohead is I think the rest of them are just, like, nice lads. They're kind of yeah. very polite, well-raised, middle-class boys who are very talented yeah. musicians and are probably just really nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, my missus met one of them. I can't remember what he plays. Maybe it's the bassist once, because her mate was going out of him. And she said something like, so what are you up to at the moment? Are you busy? And he went, well, I've, I've... I've become very... And this is like... Bear in mind, this is the late 90s, right? This is not, like, <laughs> recently. This is when they were still in, like, absolute... You know, I've become very interested in baking recently, and I've I've just spent the whole week perfecting my plum pudding recipe. <laughs> and my wife came home and said, oh, I met the geese from radio, and I said, what do you say? She told me, he just told me about this fucking plum pudding he'd been cooking. And I was like, fucking legend. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a, I love a right. rock star who's not trying to fucking yeah. be all rock and roll, which is so boring. Yeah, like, you wouldn't exactly. get that out of yeah. fucking Bobby Gillespie, would you? No, you definitely wouldn't. No. And his son, Wolf. So <laughs> I, I think that the rest of Radiohead are just, like, really nice nice chaps. Yeah. Who we would find completely inoffensive and probably, you know, enjoy having a chat with. But Thom, blokes mm. off his fucking nut with all sorts of nonsense, and he's really grumpy and cynical all the time. He is. Is he quite short? Well, the problem is he got bullied. I, I don't know if you heard his... Des I think it was his Desert Island Discs. Yeah, I think he did the Desert Island Discs with Lauren Laverne, which I was really keen to hear because I actually... I, you know, I think he's a genius. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's an incredibly mm. talented bloke. He's some of the best songs of all time, I think. But but he was very grumpy. Mm. He got bullied a lot at school because he's got a lazy right. eye and yeah. sounded like he'd just had the ump about it ever since. But, but yeah, fair enough, else. I understand that. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, well, you know, we, we've... Uh, pff, there's still <laughs> more of this chart to look at, I think. 
But Next by, time. by the way, just just quick, because it's on my yeah. mind, I watched a brilliant show. I don't know what it's on. I think it might be on Apple, and it's called The Bear. It's been getting quite right. a lot of coverage and reviews, and it's at, like set in Chicago in a little kind of diner where right. um, the plot line is it's not really a plot. It's just about a, a bloke who is a top chef in the top restaurant in the world, but his brother runs a kind of down-at-heel diner. Uh, in yep. Chicago the brother dies and he leaves the diner to him and so he quits his job as the top chef at the top restaurant and comes back to run this kind of oh, down right, and yeah. dirty spit and sawdust sort of a joint and mm-hmm. it's about the human sort of anyway it's getting a lot of rave reviews it'll win a lot of awards it has a great soundtrack like an outstanding soundtrack and uh the last track that plays at, at, at the end of the series is Let Down by Radiohead which is off okay computer and you know when the choice of music in a particular scene is so powerful that it lives with you forever right yeah i i give you journeys don't stop believing at the end of the sopranos right partly running up that hill kate bush as well exactly exactly and stranger things the strange thing sometimes they just do it so perfectly Or, or probably the ultimate example don't you forget about me in the breakfast club where it's so like yeah. the emotions are running so wild already and then they drop yeah. a powerful song and that's it. You're killed by it. Or stuck in the middle with you where they cut that fella's ear yeah, off. Yeah, that's on, not uh, nice, is it? That's, that's, yeah. When I think of that, I get all upset. But um, yeah, Let Down by Radiohead. Brilliant. I'm going to listen to that when we stop recording this. All right. Okay, good. There you are then. There we'll be back with another crack at this chart next time. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 